I'd like to welcome you to our service. If you'd like to find your place in Psalms chapter 43. Psalms chapter 43. We was in Psalms 42 this morning. And if you didn't get an opportunity to listen to that message, I'd encourage you to tune into that one. And uh, the title is, Where is Thy God? And I'm glad I know where my God is. But this afternoon in our afternoon service, I'd like to ask you the question, who brought you here? Who has brought you to this point in your life? In Psalms 43 and verse 1 it says, Judge me, O God, and please my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me into thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. I'm not asking you how you got here today. Some, some people may have rode the bus or the van or some people came by car or some people may even walk to church. But the question is this, who brought you here? For the psalmist, he gave God the glory for bringing him unto his holy hill and to his tabernacles. You see in verse 3 it says, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. What got him to that holy hill? What got him to those tabernacles? It was the light and the truth of God. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Do you remember the first time that you were exposed to the light and the truth of God's word? What did that light of God's word reveal about you? The first thing it did was negative. It revealed the fact that you was a sinner. The light of God's word revealed the fact that I was lost and on my way to a devil's hell. It showed me that I was on a broad way that leadeth to destruction. It showed me who I was and what I'd done and where I was going. The light of God's word pointed out the fact that I was just following the course of this world. I had no thought of who God was and what God wanted to do for me and what he had done for me. All I thought about was me and my desires, but one day... The light of God's word shined out on me out of Romans 3.23. And there it showed me that I'd sinned and that I'd come short of the glory of God. The light of God's word pointed out the fact that I was separated from God. Why? Because of my sin, I could not attain into God's glory. The light of God's word brought me to the point where I saw myself as God saw me. I saw myself a sinner who was dead in my trespasses and sins with no way 
to redeem myself. No way to pay for my sins. No way to make my wrongs right. The light of God's word brought me to an intersection where I could either make the choice to stay on that broad way that leads to hell and destruction or I could take that narrow road which leadeth to life everlasting. And it's when I got to that intersection that the light brought me there but then the truth of God's word showed me the following. In Romans 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If I was to stay on that broad way that leadeth to destruction, it says the wages of sin is death. But if I would choose to accept Jesus as my Savior and get on that narrow road, <laughs> I received the gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, the truth of God's word showed me that what I deserved for my sin, what I deserved was death and eternal separation from God in the lake of fire. If I stayed on that broad way, then the day I died and took my last breath here on earth, I would open up my eyes in hell being in torment. And forever, I'd be separated from God and forever suffer in the lake of fire. Oh, the truth of God's word also showed me that someone else made a way for me to be reconciled with God. That same truth showed me that Jesus died in my place, that he took my sins in his body and that because of my sin, he was separated from the Father so that I could be declared the righteousness of God in him. Romans 6.23 is this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave he gave his only begotten son. And what did he do? He died for me. He took my place. Those wages of sin, he paid for them so that I could have everlasting life. You see, I deserve to die and go to hell. I deserve that because of my sin. But I'm glad that Jesus took my place. And the day that I trust Jesus as my Savior... I'm reconciled to God. In John 10, 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father am one. Once you get saved... You're forever secure in the hands of the Father. Can I ask you, who brought you here? It's the light of God's word that sought you out and brought you to that intersection of the broad way that leads to hell and destruction and the narrow way that leads to life everlasting. And here, here's the thing, you've got to make the choice. 
You can continue on that broad way and die and go to hell where the fire is never quenched, where the worm dieth not, where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth and torment and suffering for all eternity. Or you can just believe that Jesus took your place and died for you so that you could have eternal life. But see, that's the choice you have to make. In Psalms 43.3 it says, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill. Jesus said in John 8.12, Then spake Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You cannot go to heaven any other way but by Jesus. In John 1 it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. In John 1.14 it says, And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who brought you here? Jesus did. Who will lead you to heaven? Only Jesus can. Have you trusted in Jesus as your Savior? Oh, if you haven't, then you'd better do it today before it's eternally too late. So what happens once you get saved? Once you allow the light of God's word, the truth of God's word to take effect in your life, and you're declared righteous in God through Christ Jesus, you're saved, you're part of the family of God, what happens next? Well, verse 4 tells us, Then, and only then, will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy, yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. What do you do once you get saved? At that point in time, you surrender your life to live for God. See, there's a lot of people, they try to do verse 4. They try to work their way. They try to surrender their way into heaven, but it don't work that way. Our only way to be saved is through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. That's the only thing that God will accept. But once we are saved, then God expects us to surrender our life to him. Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Where do you bring a sacrifice? You bring it to the altar. Where was the altar? It was at the house of God. We're to present our bodies a living sacrifice. We're to show up at church every time the doors are open. Daily we are to read our Bible and pray and be a witness for Jesus and making ourselves available to the Lord. 
There's a lot of Christians that's made it to the holy hill, the tabernacles. They struggle to get to verse 4. They want a God that fits into their schedule. They want a God to supply all their needs and keep them well so that they can just keep living their life any way they think's right. But can I just say that that same light and truth and word that leads us to salvation also says that our reasonable service is to present ourselves a living sacrifice to God. Not my will, Lord, but thine be done. The most inconsistent Christians are those who are not doing their reasonable service. One pastor said it this way, it takes three to thrive. Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. We run our buses on Sunday afternoon and some of these young people, they, they can't, they're, they're not able to be here every service, but they ought to be faithful to every service that they can. I, I've noticed that the most up and down Christian or unsatisfied Christian or disgruntled Christian are those who struggle with their reasonable service. No, no, no coming to the altar, no praise on their lips. Just find, you know, just, you know, all they do is just find fault with other people to justify what they're doing and how they're living. They'll find fault with everything else but themselves. But if you present your body a living sacrifice, you're going to be on the front row of praising him and making God your exceeding joy. Can I just say there's joy in serving the Lord. There's joy in presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. It tells us right here, it gives health to our countenance. Where there is the joy of the Lord, there's no room for anything else. It's health to us. God is our health and our sustainer. And he'll keep our minds at peace. Philippians 4, 7 it says, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Have you come to Jesus for salvation? Are you saved? If not, then you need to get saved today. If the light of God's word has brought you to that intersection of where that broad way and that narrow way meet, then it's time for you to make a choice. The light and truth of God's word has brought you here. But it's up to you to make that decision where you're going to spend eternity. If you are saved, can I ask you this? Are you presenting your body a living sacrifice on the altar? Are you available to God?